What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It is the Only Sports Podcast. That's right, the Only Sports Podcast. I'm Will. Over there's Casino. Didn't it took 38 episodes for me to finally not even hesitate which way to uh, point? Because now it's now it's you know where I'm at. Yeah, buddy. And I know you're on the Only Sports Podcast. My issue though is now you've you have set now where if I point right like towards your screen yeah now now you've got it now i have to do <laughs> yeah but yes that's will i'm casino i'm gonna jump in we're going off the rails to start this show because this show yeah. we have no idea what we're gonna talk about we do but we don't have anything structured usually we prep but today we're free balling it and you think all that free balling it all the other episodes you're like oh yeah they don't they don't prep for this show we do we just suck at it well i also listening back to the episodes i talk way too much casino you don't talk enough and all the comments all the fans are like we want to hear from casino we want to hear from casino so (laughs) but why uh, that's what i keep asking i go why i've it's been (laughs) my whole life i've listened to him i don't know i don't know what i'm talking about I'm just a no. pretend sports guy. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Also, uh, if you're watching the video on YouTube and you see this little uh, scratch up or just directly in the middle of my forehead right there. <laughs> uh, my wife decided to keep to her beat ring you. on. Well, it's basically she decided to keep her ring on. And when we both fell asleep. And so in the middle of the night, I turned towards her and she just had her her fist out like this with her ring on it, cut me right across my forehead. I felt it immediately, but I was like too tired. Like I'm just I'm just gonna pass back out. I pass back up out. I wake up in the morning, I just have a giant uh like straight line of dried blood on my forehead. And then I was like, oh cool, it, it can't be that bad. And then I washed it off and even this far away from the camera, it's very noticeable. Yeah, that is, is a giant gash in my forehead. Was it, did you have like a, a pool of blood on your bed? Was it? Were we going um, the Godfather here? <laughs> no, because I guess I just luckily uh, I just stayed where I was like sleeping on my back, so it literally just formed in a crease on my forehead. Are you and sure that? Blood, I mean, you said you just was, went right back to sleep. Are you sure she didn't just punch you in the face? I mean, that's what I think. I think I was like, in that, ah, like, this dude got too close to me. I don't. I have a kid with him. I hate him. Eh. Pop. Yeah. Or I didn't do something earlier that day, and she was still mad about it. And then she just was like, "Bam!" And then I was like, "What happened?" She's like, "Nothing. Nothing. Go to sleep." And then now I'm concussed. I don't. This is. Uh, this could be a Tua situation. I don't even know Casino. I haven't been cleared to do this podcast. <laughs> that's fine. We're just. We're just gonna throw you in anyway. Yeah, you won't. You won't get a second. You won't get a a second concussion. You're fine. Speaking of, did you see that Tua just got cleared from his last concussion, like last week? Like Jesus, that's almost what a month and a half to get cleared from a concussion. Like how the well, yeah, because he had three major concussions in the span of like what five weeks. Yeah, something along those lines. Dude, if you're so you know what, let's just uh we're gonna bounce uh just section to section today. We'll start with NFL. Well, you didn't ask our... me how I was. I did ask you how you were. Oh. 
<laughs> Casino, how you been? Deaf, apparently. All right, let's go. <laughs> Moving forward. Did you have a, a an antidote to uh, talk about on the podcast? No, but if you have an antidote, I need to give it to my wife. Is it antidote? I don't know. That's why I'm just making a joke of antidote. Antidote? Antidote? You know, the one that's like A-N-E-D something? An antidote? An antidote? An antidote? There's a T somewhere in one of them. We've already, we're already off the rails. We should have. All right. Uh, This is great. This is fantastic. This is fantastic. Let's get into uh, sports. Let's, we've got stuff to talk about. And I'm sure you and I could just wing it. We're good. Well, at that's that. what we're gonna do. Thursday or Friday, we're gonna do our big Super Bowl preview. I think we should. I'm gonna throw out some ideas to Casino. I think we should obviously do X Factor. I think we're also gonna go uh position by position, and we'll do a checklist of what team has what better at that position. So we'll do quarterback, <laughs> running back, wide receivers, O-line, D-line, and just do a little check thing. We can also talk about media day and stuff like that, but we're forgetting the big news story that happened this past week, Casino in the NFL, was the Pro Bowl and the What's that? Gridiron Gauntlet or whatever the fuck they called it. I watched 0.1 second of any of this. Did you watch any of it, Casino? There was a little bit of the skills competition um, while I was at work that was on. People were watching it. Um Huntley, yay, because that's who I wanted to watch in the Pro Bowl. Well, apparently, and then Derek Carr lit it up, and then it, and then uh, he said something snarky about if he would have done that in Vegas, he would have still been a Raider or whatever. Like, I don't know. And then you had, like, Pete Davidson there, and he was, like, apparently he's a comedian, but when he's he one had of the, the great worst, things. He's one of the worst people to come out of entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I don't, I just don't get the appeal and it's not even like the, I get like the jealousy thing, you know, where like most dudes are like, how does he get these hot chicks? I don't think he's ever been with a chick where I was like, that's a hot celebrity. Like, Uh, yes, you have. Which one? Kim Kardashian. Yeah, but not Kim Kardashian now. Like when she first started and she looked like an actual person. Yeah. When she looked like an actual person. Now she just looks like a fucking mannequin. Like she's so had so much work done on her. I've never found Ariana Grande attractive. Who's the other ones he's been with? The like that's his whole thing, right? Like I don't follow him. I don't care. It's just no like idea. whenever I see him in things, it's just like I don't get it. I don't get he just he's just another like actor to me. I don't know. But he was at the Pro Bowl and he was grading things as 69 out of a hundred. Great stuff. Glad the NFL, what is it, uh, advertised him to be a judge. Snoop Dogg, I get because he like does stuff with Madden. He like is with the NFL. Like Pete Davidson I mean, seems like such a is, random pull. Yeah, I mean, and in, in, when his kid, kid playing for Gorman here in Vegas, like he was at all those games. Like he's really involved with football. He loves football. Like, yeah, totally understand that. And isn't he isn't he a Steelers fan, I want to say? I think so. I think so. Like, I don't even know what team. Like, I couldn't even guess what team Pete Davidson, like, roots for. 
Like Snoop Dogg, I would be like, oh, he's probably either Raiders because he was from California or Steelers. I feel like I've seen him be a Steelers fan. I don't know. But yeah, Pro Bowl was, what do you think they should do with the Pro Bowl casino? Do, do you think, I think we already talked about this. You think they should just get away with it, just do skills competition, or should they yeah. do anything? I mean, a skills competition sounds fun. I mean, I feel like with the skills competition, a lot of the people that opted out, they'll still do it. But they're not going to want to go and play a full flag football game, which it is now, which is dumb. Which, by the way, I saw a couple clips of that. I sent you the clip of uh, Tyreek Hill getting leveled by Ramsey. Yeah. By, yeah. Um, it just looked dumb. Nobody seemed into it in the crowd. Yeah. They're all walk- well, they're also- all walking around on the field. It was like, all right, let me pay a billion dollars just to go watch people <laughs> stand around on a field. Well, that's the thing. Of, like, I know the NFL would never do this because the only reason they do this is for money, but I feel like they get enough for an event like this from like TV deals or whatever, where just putting it on TV would give advertisers would give you enough money to justify it existing. It should be a free event. It really should be. Put it in now that they've just gone away with the whole it's in Hawaii, blah, 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 blah. Put it in the same city that the Super Bowl is happening in. Have all those players come to that Super Bowl uh, on the Sunday before. Do the Pro Bowl. I'm fine, like you said, with the skills competition. We don't need an actual game. And then just... Fuck. (laughs) And then just do... What is it? The skills competition, the little games or whatever. And then even if you want to do flag football you can just do it uh for free like that way you could pack whatever stadium it's at right that whole week is gonna have people this year it would have been in arizona so the whole arizona crowd would be people filled with football fans they would get a little free treat or whatever and casino you're still mute i said very vulgar things. <laughs> but no, Casino, what do you think of my idea? Put it in the host Sounded city great the to Sunday me. before Super Bowl. Thank you so much. Uh, and make it a free event that all the football fans can go. That way you can pack the stadium, right? Kind of do like what they do with Summer League. Even if you want to charge for it, charge like five bucks. You would make your money on concessions. You'd make your money on merchandise. And you just do a little skills competition for the fans. Maybe a flag football game if the place is going to be packed anyways. Like, make it more a family event you can take your kids to and it won't, like, break the bank, right? Because I don't know if you've looked at Super Bowl prices. The cheapest nosebleed seat is, like, $6,000, like that, it's fucking crazy. I don't like understand. how the who the fuck can afford to go to Super Bowl? Jesus Christ! Well, I mean, that's really showing now what's happening with, uh, of course, uh, that's really showing now what's happening with the divide of uh, classes. There is really no middle class. It's like either you're rich or you're not rich. Yeah, either, either do you can cool do stuff or you, or you can't, can't. Basically, yeah. fucking sucks. Did once you this podcast see, takes off, I mean, we'll be able to do stuff. But yeah, until then, we'll be, you get this. We'll be front row at the 50-yard line at every Super Bowl, probably after this one. 
right? When yeah. this show like takes off. I mean, off. no, we're going to have our own tent on the Super Bowl, on the field, you know. Yeah. Right there yeah. with our logo, the Only Sports Podcast logo right at the 25-yard line. It'll be great. Uh, but speaking of, did you see that thing? This is a side note. Did you see that thing that AMC is now doing where they're charging – movie theater prices when you go to an amc theater if you want to sit in the premium seats which are the seats in the middle you know like upper upper level um seats in the middle they're going to be more expensive than if you just want to sit in the front couple rows or like the sides so they're going to start dividing the theater in good seats that cost more money and bad seats that are going to stay the same price. You know, I'm so glad that we're getting we're we're pushing for equality and we're really getting closer to that, right? <laughs> Let's just I've always said I've always said this is a different topic for a podcast, but I've always said the greatest inequality is rich versus poor. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's always rich versus is poor always everything can be broken down to that but that's a different podcast casino uh the other nfl news i have talked to you about we'll get we're gonna have a big super bowl preview uh next episode so i kind of want to talk around other stuff happening outside of the super bowl because i am just stocking up on shit for the actual super bowl i believe i already have about i've already taken about nine screenshots uh but let's start with here lastly wide receiver for the cardinals has announced his retirement he played for the Bengals and then the cardinals any shot he is a hall of fame wide receiver um no so his career stats Career stats. I didn't. I when I looked it up, I was shocked that it was this much because I don't remember him being this good for this long. He had seven hundred twenty-seven receptions, ten thousand career yards, ten thousand five hundred fourteen, and seventy touchdowns. But he really fell off. He hasn't had a good season, really, like technically good season since twenty seventeen. So he had, that was his last thousand yard season. And then in 18, he had 694, missed the 19th season with an injury. 2020 had 523. And then his two years in Arizona, he had 848 and then 236. So there was a good four, five year span right there where he was right at the cusp. And if he would have had, if he would have ended with a couple, thousand yard seasons he would have ended around like 14,000 15,000 yards and then I feel yeah, like but this he is would the have what a if game yeah it's what you're playing with the what if game he didn't well yeah he didn't do those things so I would say no no I don't think well I don't think just looking at like seven time pro bowler sounds good but then when you look at the numbers like his best season he had 1300 yeah. yards seven time like, pro bowler you want to know who else is a pro bowler Tyler Huntley. Tyler Huntley. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but speaking of uh, players casino that I know you and I both love, because I loved AJ Green when he was with the Bengals. Uh, Daniel Jones, there is a rumor out there that he will be in the market 
because obviously the Giants, I think they have one more year before they have to resign him, or they're but they're trying to get a deal done so they don't have that situation we had with Dak Prescott, where it's just or that we were currently having with Lamar Jackson, where you know it's just never fucking ending. So the appropriate figure for Daniel Jones is believed to be somewhere between 35 and 37 million dollars per year. Is that a price you would pay for Daniel Jones? Zero chance. There's, I don't care how good Zero he was this year. Chance. There's no fucking way you can pay a quarterback like Daniel Jones that much, right? When you, you pay, pay a quarterback that much in general. Well, I mean, opinion. I think, I think Patrick Mahomes' quarterback uh, contract. Remember where he came out and it was like half a billion dollars and everybody was like, oh my God. And then you looked at the numbers and it was like over a 10 year span. And it was like actually really team friendly. And then everybody was like, oh, this is actually going to age like a a fine line. A lot of incentives and shit like that, you know, that he has to actually hit. But I mean, but with Patrick Mahomes, but with Patrick Mahomes, unlike a lot of other quarterbacks, is he's a player that can actually do way more than just passing the football. He creates plays. He runs, throws, whatever. He he is a guy that everybody looks up to because he is a Swiss Army knife. And even though he just plays quarterback, that is still a shit ton of money. I don't like paying overpaying players. I just don't because then you no. handcuff yourself. Look what's happening with Russell Wilson. Um, they're screwed with that with that deal. Um, and then just like kind of jump into baseball. I know there's no salary cap over there, but you have like the luxury taxes and stuff like that. But like the yeah. Aaron Judge, I'm a Red Sox fan. I I don't care for the Yankees, but I respect the Yankees as an organization because they're amazing. But I would never sign Judge to that kind of a contract. You are just you're you're handcuffing yourself. Is he an amazing yeah. hitter? Yeah, but guess what? That doesn't mean three years from now he gets injured takes a ball to the elbow or something like that. And then he can't swing for eight years or whatever his contract is and you're screwed. And then people won't pick up that contract because yeah. he's a broken player. I hate long contracts. I just fucking hate it. Well, um, long, big contracts. I understand players want to get played, but your players want to get paid, but you're going to get paid. You make yeah. a lot of money. You're making, if you can't live off of $20 million a year, go blow yourself you fuck because 20 million to 37 million yeah that's that's 17 million dollars more but you still have 20 goddamn million dollars <laughs> you're good get rid of one less butler i don't give a shit sorry yeah don't overpay your players that's where i'm getting at well they just they just want to in the good seats at amc oh you don't talk about another man's money like all this kind of stuff and then it's like yeah but when it's this public and it's also one of the things where it's just like okay like if the patch like let's segue to the same topic which is lamar jackson apparently there is a report that came out now remember lamar jackson does not have an agent his mom is his agent right which all which all I don't care how smart your mom is, unless she's an agent, that's we've a giant red flag. Yeah, we've talked it's about what? this before. We've talked yeah. about that before with his mom. It's giant red flag when any family member is controlling your money. 
Like, I always hated that it has never worked out in the history of any contracts ever. Bad idea, yeah, look bad what, idea. Look what happened to Britney Spears. Yeah. Look at, I mean, all these, like, uh, conservatorship bullshit that's happening in Hollywood is always because it's a child star who gets a shitload of money. And honestly, when it comes to sports, it's usually, like, an 18, 19, 20-year-old kid who is going to get a shitload of money and their parents kind of like, and I'm not saying she's like this, but usually it's like the parents wanting to like control the money, make sure they get a piece of it. They don't give it, they don't give any of it away, blah, 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 blah. Right. So apparently the Ravens and Lamar Jackson could be as much as a hundred million dollars apart on a new contract, a hundred million dollars apart. Like, if this was a couple million, nobody's going to pick him up for that. No. Well, that was my going to be my next question: is who the fuck is paying Lamar Jackson a Patrick Mahomes size uh, contract? Like nobody, because he can't stay healthy. And even if you yeah. were a healthy player, that is still steep. You need to prove yourself, show yourself in the playoffs. He hasn't. He hasn't. He's got great regular season numbers. Fantastic. He's decent in the postseason, but he's got to play in the postseason. Yeah. Well, that's also the thing. It's like Patrick Mahomes, we t- we've talked about him. He's been in the AFC Championship all five years. He's going to his third Super Bowl in his five years starting. Like, he deserves to get the billion dollars, right? Because like you said, he does it all on the field. He is a winner. They, they take pieces away. They give him less pieces. Still in the Super Bowl pretty much every year, right? Like, that's crazy. And that contract's going to gradually, gradually, gradually get more team-friendly, blah, 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 blah. But when it comes to, like, the Deshaun Watson contract or the, what, uh, Russell Wilson contract or even kind of like the Aaron Rodgers contract, which is he's getting, like, $40 million a year, it's like – what. What is the quarterback market if it keeps going up like this? And it always has been. What's the quarterback market going to be like in five years? Like it's literally going to be 50 to 60% of your team salary is going to have to go to the quarterback. Like that's well, that's another, that's another thing. Like they, they're raising the cap, um, the cap coming into the next year. I guarantee you 90% of the teams are going to put that towards a quarterback contract. Yeah, which is, I mean, that all that money you, alone is just going to go to one player. And even if it's not I, the quarterback, this, it's going to go, it's going to go to the top wide receiver. It's going to go to your top running back. These are all important positions, but the salary cap is to help you still design a team. But you're just, if you're just going to give it away to one player, what's the point of the salary cap? Yeah. Well, also, do you think there should be, team. do you think there should be, uh, like written things in the salary cap where we are almost going to have to just pay quarterbacks separate, like make a quarterback salary cap and then make a rest of the team salary cap because at the rate it's going, it's well, going to, it's going to get at that point. It's just going to snowball until let's just make it fucking baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Which is always, I've never liked the baseball salary cap because it's like, Oh, the Yankees have won the most World Series. And it's like, yeah, no shit. They're the most 
profitable team so they have the most money to spend. Yeah, well, they have to pay like, a luxury tax. Yeah, you know, the, they don't yeah. care. Uh, no. That's why, honestly, I love NHL so mat, uh, so much is they have such a low salary cap for teams and they they need a raise and like the past three years and they're still like nah we're not gonna we're not gonna raise the salary cap that's why it's very i mean they're making the nhl is very a lot more eyes are on the nhl than it hasn't been in the past like currently well, yeah, they're basically now they're partnered with fucking disney because of yeah. Hulu and ESPN and shit like that, like yeah, so you're getting a lot, a lot more eyes on hockey, and there should be a salary cap increase, but there's not. And you want to know what's so great about these games? I mean, yes, you have a few teams that are just having really good seasons, but that's why anybody can win in hockey. Anybody, you make the postseason, anybody can win. That's why the President's Cup. Who um, jumping over to like I said, hockey here. Um, the President's Cup is the team that has the most. Um, points by the end of the season um, for, for their team, they win the President's Cup. They're the best team in the regular season. You, There hasn't been a team since, um, oh, man, I, the Lightning like a decade plus ago or whatever it is. Uh, I saw I saw the stat. They were talking about it um, not too long ago. Uh, that has won the President's Cup and then gone to win the uh, Stanley Cup. It's been ages. It's been a long time fucking time since that's happened and that's why because you get to the playoffs anything can happen because it's such an even playing field so now jumping back over to football and that's why baseball is kind of boring and you forget about the teams like the mariners and all that because they don't have money to put out to anybody they literally they made a movie where it was like what if the poorest baseball team tried to compete with the yankees that is what moneyball was Moneyball yeah. was we're the A's and we have no fucking money. Let's try to compete with the evil empire, which is the Yankees. And guess what? Moneyball ends with them kind of competing. And as we all know, the A's have never really even been close to a World Series. So it's yeah. like that movie's nice, but it's like this didn't work. <laughs> this no. it can't. Ugh. It just it sucks. And so that's so now going back to football, if if they end up making that or they just make the salary cap so ridiculous, the teams that have money are going to pay because there might be some salary caps or some like a salary cap in the NFL that just ends up getting too high that teams just franchises literally can't pay that much because they don't make that much. Yeah. Well, you would think of, you always hear like the Raiders are one of the poorest teams in the NFL, but the only way they can compete is because everybody has the same salary cap. So if you take like what I think the Raiders, like the commanders, the Jaguars, I think maybe the Texans or some, or like Cleveland, like those five teams are like the poorest teams in the NFL, like owner wise, right? It could get to a situation where it's like how it is in the NBA, where it's like all of a sudden these crazy overseas, like multi multi billionaires buy these teams. And then they're just like, Oh, well I want to win now. So I'm just going to throw money at like every good player. And then in the NFL or the NBA, as we've seen with this fucking trade deadline, where it's like all somebody has to do, uh Kyrie Irving foreshadowing does talking about it uh all somebody has to do is just be like I don't want to be here anymore and then they just trade them away and then the team they trade them away to they're like all right we'll keep you for six months and then 
We'll either let you walk or we'll sign you to a max deal where you make $40 million a year. It's like, I don't know with the, what I don't understand is the only thing that makes money on basic cable is like cable packages, right? That's why all the news uh, companies and all that shit make billions of dollars or millions and millions of dollars, even though nobody fucking watches them. And then live sports, like the bundles and live sports are the only two things on cable that make money. And every year, the only thing that gets like high ratings is live sports, right? So there's going to be a point where cable is dead, which means the NFL, NBA, NHL, all the major sports are going to get no fucking money from it. So they're either going to have to go to streaming services or start their own services, which we've seen how well that's worked out for people who just try to make like Uber specific streaming services because if the NFL tried to make its own, let's go five years into the future, cable's dead. The NFL is trying to make its own streaming service where you get every game, blah, blah, blah. What the fuck would you even charge for that a month that you think the majority of people would watch equivalent to what you were making with the TV deals? So it's then too it's much like people to afford. Yeah, it's going to get like what I'm the point of all that is the NFL is going to get to a point where it's going to top out at what they can spend salary cap wise based on attendance and blah, 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 TV deals and all that stuff. So when it gets to that point where it tops out, it's going to have to go backwards. Or like you said, it's going to have to get rid of the salary cap. And then it's just a free for all, which is what baseball has become or pretty much always has been where it's just like richest owners have the best teams because they can give the most money. And then it's like, that's why you have that's why it's so much harder in MLB for like a team from a smaller market to compete with the big market teams, right? Like the best thing about the NFL, which has always been the best thing about the NFL, is there's way fewer games and there's way there's much more parity, right? Like the second mm-hmm. something that's works, true. it's like almost every other team can recreate that and then they have a shot, right? Last year, the Giants, you and I both picked them to be one of the worst teams in the league. All they did was trade for a coach, got one or two players, and now all of a sudden they're two games away from the Super Bowl. Like, that's what makes it so popular. So if it gets to the point where, yeah, they just have unlimited money for certain teams, like, that's going to make the league a lot less interesting. It's going to make it uh, a lot harder to... I don't know. I think I lost my train of thought, but you go to the casino. Yep. Yeah. I was about to step in, but you stopped yourself. So we're good. Yeah. I'm, I'm just talking in circles, but all this was spurred on by the fact that Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are a hundred million dollars apart. So last question on that is, do you think Lamar Jackson stays with the Ravens or do you think he like leaves them and tries to test out free agency? I really don't know about this because here's the thing. If he doesn't figure out a deal with the Ravens and he does like a whole sit out thing and whatnot, he's waiting for another team to offer him money at the contract that he wants. I don't think anybody's going to want that. So then he goes, all right, well then Ravens, can we try to figure something out? They're going to be like, fuck you. This is what you're (laughs) going to get. 
now yeah. that you put us through this. And then it's going to get to the point where it's like, okay, well, who does he sign with? Or does he take a year off? Yeah. Well, I mean, we did see, I mean, obviously he didn't choose to, but we did see what taking a year or two off from football did for the Deshaun Watson market. Right. Cause then it was well, his circumstance was a little bit different. He's well, that's what I'm saying. He was, he was but, fucked up in the public eye and yeah, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. It might even be better for Lamar Jackson because it's not like he has a scandal or anything preventing him from playing the NFL. He just doesn't want to play for less money than he's worth, which if he has that mindset and again, there's 31 other teams. It just takes one to be like, oh my God, they're not paying you that. We'll definitely pay you that. And then who knows? So I think I agree with you. I think he could sit out for one season, but we've talked about it. All the good quarterbacks are in the AFC. I feel like almost the majority of the NFC are teams that would welcome him with like open arms. Like, I mean, the Bucks. if Tom Brady's really is retired, they can just, uh, obviously it'd be a different type of quarterback, but you plug in one older all pro with another younger all pro to a long-term deal. And you have that same roster. Like who mm. knows? Maybe if who the, knows? what the commanders just want to go, we want to sell basically our entire franchise for Lamar Jackson, because we haven't had a quarterback in what 20 years, like guaranteed, you know, like, I don't know. I feel like there's is some opportunities in the league for teams. Like, honestly, if you were Seattle, would you rather have Lamar Jackson or Geno Smith? I feel like I'd rather have if Lamar the, Jackson. If, if you're the Patriots, would you rather have Lamar Jackson or Mac Jones? Yeah. So Lamar Jackson, the one thing he does have definitely going for him is he has the MVP season and he's a top 10 quarterback in this league where it was it's hard pressed to name a top 10 like of who I mean, because obviously there's like the handful of guys that are like, oh, yeah, no brainers. And then there's a lot of fucking question marks of like, would you rather sure. have him or Mac Jones? Like, I'll take Lamar Jackson. Would you rather have Geno Smith or Lamar Jackson? It's like, well, you have to cross your fingers that Geno Smith's going to either play the same or better in the one season he's ever played that good. So I don't know. It's it's definitely interesting. I think he, I honestly think he walks. A hundred million dollars is a big fucking difference, like a big difference. divergence in, uh, in what they want and what he wants. Clearly, last yeah. thing we'll talk about football, and then we'll jump over to uh, NBA and NHL. Is Some juicy NBA stories. Oh yeah. Uh, the last juicy story from the NFL. I don't know if you heard this or not, Casino, but Sean Payton got hired by the Broncos, yes. which we talked I'm about. Gonna, I'm going to talk about this one. This is, this is interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. So I, a reporter, I believe in Denver asked him like, Oh, Hey, what's going to be the situation with uh, Russell Wilson's, you know, like, team that helps him out i know they have like some dumb fucking name like what's going to be the 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 situation with russell wilson and his like entourage that helps him and his like quarterback coach yeah or so ba basically what uh for those who don't know basically what's happening is um 
players over there, especially meaning Russell Wilson, he has like coaches um, and like a personal team. Like, you know how Tom, I'm sure you guys all heard about Tom Brady and his trainer and like they had issues with having a trainer on site and all that. It's like that, but apparently there's a lot more and uh, And Russell Wilson had them, like Russell Wilson had them at the practices, had them at the stadiums, like all this stuff, like he was being coached and had all of his stuff away from the team. So take it from there. Yeah. And it was like, he didn't he have like a nutritionalist and like his own QB coach and like, yeah, his his, own... that's where I'm more referencing is that I know about the QB coach. And um, yeah, then after that, I know he had other people helping him probably. Yeah, a, it was like you know, a, a personal trainer and, and yeah. like a guy just for cardio, like all this shit where it's just like, why would the Broncos allow that in the first place? That seems weird. Like do that on your own time. Like we hired a staff to help you do this. Like that seems fucking weird. But basically Sean Payton came out and was like, oh yeah, that's not allowed anymore. And everybody was like, so what happened is they, they asked him and you know what, this is, I'm going to, I'm going to knock on Sean Payton a little bit on this as well. So they pretty much asked him, um, uh, obviously we don't have a clip, but we're going to paraphrase is, you know, what, what's your thoughts on that? And he goes, it's foreign to me. And then <laughs> they kind of elaborate a little bit more on it. And then he was like, oh, you know, it's not going to be like, we're going to have our players and our coaches and that's it. And so everybody's praising Sean Payton for saying that. But I kind of want to knock Sean Payton for when you said that's foreign to me, you're basically saying, oh, I didn't know about that before taking this job. And you were out there saying that you were out there saying that you've done research on all your, all these teams that you're interested in. So, uh, and their players. So obviously you should have done your research with Russell Wilson, but apparently you didn't because you said it was a foreign knowledge to you that this was happening. And yes, cool. Kudos to you. They're saying that that's not going to happen. It's going to be the players and our coaches, our staff, awesome yeah so cool for you but you kind of fucked up when you said foreign because now you don't know what's going on in your own now your own clubhouse well i think and i think we both agree on this one of the reasons we've always liked sean payton and head coaches like sean payton is there's a little bit of like this guy's kind of a dick like there's that little personality of i'm a dick that's like oh, that's, in there. That's that why I praise down to Belichick. I love him to death because yeah. he doesn't put up with shit. He's fuck you if you don't want to be on my team. Bye. Go. Yeah. I love it. Like, he doesn't put up with bullshit. I love that. That's another that, I like I like um I also think a big reason why um um oh oh my gosh. Uh Steelers head coach, uh Tom um, Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. Thank you. I was thinking Tom as his first name, and I was like, that's not right. Mike Tomlin, like he's a hard ass. Yeah, he had to deal with um, Brown there for a little bit, but, you know, Brown got all fucked up in the head. Um, Yeah. But he snipped that in the ass real quick. Like, he's another coach like that, and that's why, I mean, we both respect Mike Tomlin tremendously, so continue. Oh, yeah. Well, that's also, I was going to say, that's why I really like Nick Sirianni. He's got that little bit of a fucking, I'm a dickhead, but I'm likable, which I feel like I was trying to get away from our teams and and talk about a different coach. But uh, Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel has that great, like, oh my gosh, fuck, 
fantastic. I'm do what I want. But he got it. He got that from when he played with the Patriots, and he got it from Belichick. And yeah, I love watching Vrabel coach. He is awesome. Fucking awesome. Two, three of my favorite coaches in the league that I feel like don't have that, and I wish they did. Andy Reid. Andy Reid is too nice. He does not have like the yeah, dick. He's too busy. He's do, too busy drawing dicks on people's faces with Sharpie. <laughs> Stupid ass commercial. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pete Carroll. I feel like he he had that in college. When he was at USC, he kind of had that mentality. Yeah, now he just seems like a fun grandpa. And then Sean McVay. I've never seen a Sean McVay like... I'm a. I have that dickhead personality. I think those and are the three things I like from them. So obviously, Sean McVay and Belichick went against each other in the Super Bowl not too long ago, and I I've watched all the mic'd ups from every Super Bowl, uh, not just the Patriot ones. I just love the mic'd up and just listening to them. But yeah, yeah. When they were, the coaches were interacting before the game, like McVay was just over there, like basically sucking Belichick's dick. It's just like I love you, man. Like. <laughs> You know, you're great. It's an honor to go against you. And it's like, you know, grow a backbone. Be like, I'm going <laughs> to kick your ass. Like, yeah, you're the best of all time, coach. I'm coming for you. Like, stand up to that. Instead, you're like, Mr. Belichick, sir, nice to meet you, man. <laughs> well, and I don't then, know why I went a little out... there, but what I did. <laughs> <laughs> didn't he come out after that Super Bowl and was just like, oh, yeah, I was super out coached. Like yeah, he just out coached me. And yeah. that's how we, and it's just like, I, yeah, yeah. I didn't like Belichick that. was focused on. Yeah, Belichick was focused on the game. You should have been a little more focused on the game. And, you know, there's a difference of that and being a dickhead. But being a dickhead in that moment, you don't go and be like, man, I'm really excited to play against you, coach. No, don't do that. Be like, hey, coach, fuck you. I'm coming after you. I'm taking the title. This is my time. You sit down, old man. You be a dick about it. Win. Intimidate. I no. think we both have that. Belichick, Belichick looked across the sideline, and they're talking about that, where he was looking. He just wanted to know where McVay was almost the entire time. Yeah. He wanted to it's intimidate that, him. It's that Michael Jordan mentality where it's just like, when we're off the court, we can be friends. When we're on the court, fuck you. I'm going to, like, score every point against you. Yeah. I feel if, like if, if you I, both have that dickhead mentality. So I yeah. feel like that's why we. Can't if I recall it. right, um, I believe it was Sean McVay Belichick, um, um, where Sean McVay he was trying to find where Belichick was on the sideline at all times, so I like think he could. So I think, I think I if I recall that. right, yeah, yeah, like you're focused on where the coach is, focus on the game anyway. And uh, on that note, actually, one last thing about because we're talking about the super bowl i was thinking about this the other day because now nfl network started doing their thing where they just show wall to wall super bowl highlights what is your favorite super bowl you can remember not involving your team where you were just watching it just to watch the super bowl and hope like it was a good game um i believe it was uh it was the steelers st louis rams game um, where St. Louis did not win the Super Bowl by like a half a yard. He got stopped. No, Titans. Titans. Steelers, or Titans, Rams. It, yeah, it was Titans, yes. Rams. And uh, Titans did not win, right? W- which team won? No, no. The Rams, that was the greatest show on turf, 1999. They won on the, where they stopped Dyson on the one yard yes. line. 
Yeah. So, so yeah. I, I was, I was young and that's why I'm having trouble remembering this. But when I think back to Super Bowls, I mean, Brady started right after that, you know, in 2000, I start remembering that. Um, but this is when I remember I've talked about this. I started getting into football, like right as Tom Brady got in when I was like 10 years old. Um, yeah. So yeah, it happened right before that. And I think that moment, and I think that's why um, that moment is sticks in my head when I watch that. Um, when I think about old Super Bowls is I remember I, w- I was at um, my dad's best friend's house. We were all over there hanging out. And I, I just remember stopping what I was doing. I was into that game at the last. And I remember like, holy shit. I remember I wanted the Titans to win that game. Um, yeah. I wanted the Titans to win that game. For some reason, I was a Titans fan. I thought their <laughs> logo was cool at that point in time. Um, but that game really stuck out to me. Um as a kid and then i have gone back and watched it obviously i forgot which teams were in it i thought it was the steelers but meh whatever i knew the rams were in it so there you go uh i think the first one i remember clearly watching was i think it was eagles patriots was the first time i was like aware of it because i was Mm -hmm. like 13 you know, it's like Super Bowl was always on in the background, like you were saying, but it was like that was the first one where I was paying attention to it because like my team before it officially came, my team was like in it, right? I talked about it last episode where I'd been like a Eagles fan for like four or five years at that point, but kind of like passively. And then I didn't realize like really what the Super Bowl was. And I was kind of just like, oh yeah, the Super Bowl's in. But the one I remember like vividly watching and like didn't really care about other teams but I think I've always told you this if I wasn't an Eagles fan I would have always been an Arizona Cardinals fan because they were the closest kind of team to Vegas I didn't really like the Raiders I always kind of liked the Chargers so it was always kind of like Chargers Cardinals would have been my team if I wasn't an Eagles fan so I always remember and I'm trying to look up which one it was it was Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Cardinals in 2009. Remember where it was the the great uh, James Harrison play where mm-hmm. he intercepted it at the one yard line, ran it back yeah. like, at halftime. And then there was that great, was great shot of Larry Fitzgerald catching it, uh, catching the slant and just going right up the middle while the whole team's chasing him behind him. I was so into the Cardinals winning that Super Bowl. And then Big Ben just does like the best pass I've ever done in the back corner of the end zone, right? As time expires. And you were just like, if you were a Cardinals fan there, because I was obviously rooting for the Cardinals, but I was an Eagles fan at that point. But if you were a Cardinals fan, what a fucking gut wrenching, like, fuck, I thought we had it. And it's always one of those games where if you're not a fan of either team, I feel like the majority of people are rooting for the team that's never won a Super Bowl over a team that has like what at that point I think they had the most, right? The Steelers in NFL history. Maybe they were tied with the Cowboys or something, but yeah. Uh we'll talk about all the Super Bowl stuff with this Super Bowl on next episode. But now uh Casino, let's dive into the NHL. What's going on in the uh what's going on on the ice? Whew. Yeah, because I'm fully prepared about that. Fully prepared <laughs> about this. Um, so we you had the all-star stuff. Again, I just didn't watch almost a lick of it. I watched some of the skills competition because I'm just over all-star 
just over the all-star bullshit. Yeah. I used to only like you walked away last episode or whatever it was when I was talking about ranting about it. The MLB used to have the best one because it decided home field advantage. Well, also I like when the best are when NBA has the slam dunk contest and then MLB has the home run derby. So they like are actual events when it comes to the all-star stuff. That's why I don't like the NFL or the NHL one because they don't really have like an event that you can get at least excited about. Like, get what I'm saying? Like, I don't even know what it would be. Like, what would you even do in the NFL or NHL? Like shootouts or... Yeah, so um, with like this, with like this, with like this, are you talking about like a skill competition portion of it? Sorry. Yeah, but like a bit, like one that you would anticipate as much as like a slam dunk or a home so, run derby. So the one that I always look forward to because I, I think it's great is the slap shot competition. Um, yeah. That one's great to see who has the hardest shot. I I enjoy that one. They've been really mixing some stuff up recently, which has been fun. Um, so like some of the ones that they do is like speed skating they it's pretty much exactly what you think about they have to go around um then they also have a skills competition where uh they have targets in the four corners of the net you got to hit those um the slap shot uh one that they did because it was in florida this year that was pretty cool is they were um out on like out at the beach and they had uh surfboards put up which was pretty cool and then they had to hit the surfboards down with the puck and then the last one was their uh, partner. I think it was their partner or it was the other team's part. It was the other team's partner because they did it in pairs and they were in a dunk tank and they had to hit the dunk tank button. So oh, fun stuff cool. like that. Yeah. Um, they did a, they did a putting one on a, on the golf course, which was pretty cool. Um, they had to well, put it like Gilmer. that was pretty neat. Have you so ever they've been seen really that... mixing it up lately? Have you ever seen that meme? Where and this is this will transition to what I think they should do in NHL and M and uh NFL. Have you seen that meme where they're like for Olympic events, they should just have a random person also doing the Olympic event to show how like crazy impressive it is what the other people in the, the thing are doing? If you just had a regular person doing like the hundred meter dash or whatever. Like, and you saw, like, how fast they were in comparison, then it'd be like, okay, I feel like they should do that with the NFL and the NHL. Like, do the passing competition where it's just like, this is a guy who last played quarterback in high school, and he just thinks he never got a shot. So he's going up against fucking Tyler Huntley, right? And then you just see the competition, and you could do that with the NHL too. Like, this is a guy who played in high school, but still thinks he's pretty good at skating and then just do this uh speed skating or the slap shot just do it like uh, remember that show uh uh pros versus joes oh dude i love that show that was a great sh- do that that would be something where you'd be like oh man i want to see this like so yeah and, i mean you know, it, you can obviously... we, we had a good we had a good time with it um but the slap shot one's always fun uh um, yeah that's kind so, of like the passing competition in the NFL. Like it's fun some to watch, but some I don't think it's pe- a premier event. Right. Some of the people that were on uh, at the bar watching it and whatnot, um, they're like, oh my gosh, 103-5. Like that's crazy. Like that's winning it right now. And I was like, that's nothing. So <laughs> an ex-Bruin before he retired, um, 
Zdeno Chara, one of the tallest people to play hockey ever. Uh, wingspan with the stick is over 10 feet. Uh, so he can really get some torque on that slap shot. He still holds the record at 108.8 miles an hour slap shot. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you want to get hit by that in a full rubber. Um, so a couple of fun things. Um, since we haven't, there hasn't really been too much now since the All-Star. Uh, last night, though, there was a fucking banger of a game. <laughs> uh, no, it was insane. It, you had um, the Calgary Flames versus uh, the Rangers, New York Rangers. It was brutal. It was chippy. There was a point in time where all five players on the ice for each team had another player and beaten the shit out of them. It got chippy. It was high scoring. It went to overtime. The Rangers did win at home. It's one of my favorite games that I can remember post, like coming right out of an all-star break. Awesome. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> um, so check that out. Uh, so one of, one of the cooler stories though, coming out of NHL, um, you will never know this guy's name. Uh, uh, Jormir Yager. Uh, Yager, he played with like eight different teams in the NHL. Like he just went everywhere. He still is currently playing. Uh, he's playing overseas. I forget where he's playing right now. Um, but he's playing in a small country somewhere right now. Um, hockey. He owns the team. It's back where you're... Whatever. But... Yeah, uh, he just scored so in a professional career. We're talking international. We're talking uh, pro games. You know, all the things. Um, he finally passed Gretz, Wayne Gretzky for Jesus. the most combined goals ever recorded. Well, this dude is—he's fifty-one. He's still playing hockey at fifty-one. So it was cool. It was um, so this team that he owns—they were down a player. Um, they were down a player for this game that they had to play. And so what does he do instead? Instead of like trying to figure something out, he dresses and goes plays <laughs> for his team. One of the most badass players of all time. I love Yager so much. The Knights, I really wanted the Knights to get him when, when he was still in the um, professional, uh, in the NHL. He wasn't going to do much, but he would still be a, uh, he would still be a great locker room guy because he's seen it all. But yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so Yager may, it says here, Yager may be just days from celebrating his 51st birthday, but he still, so he hit his 1,099th career goal to break Wayne Gretzky's combined goals record uh, in professional games and international tournaments. He will turn 51 on February 15th. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, yeah, man. That's crazy. Uh, so, yeah, so it's, it's, it's in... Um, uh, the Czech Republic. That's where he's playing and he owns this team. It's just, it's awesome. That is awesome. Good for him. I'm very happy. I mean, it took him till he's 51 to get this record, but dude, my, yeah. I, what is it? We're you're 31. I'm 32. Like my knees are already going. My back fucking hurts. Now yeah, and these are hockey ever... players that are bent over like crazy. <laughs> know. You know, and, uh, yeah, he's doing this at 50, 51 uh. years old. He's still playing hockey. Did you ever watch the movie Goon? Yes. Yeah. So uh, the guy that that plays the 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 fighter, the one that played um, um, Sean William uh, Scott. No, not the other guy. Um, the one that played Sabretooth in the Marvel in X Men. Oh, uh, Liev Shriver. There you go. He kind of looks like him. So here's Yager. <laughs> well, 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 well. Oh, he kind of does. 
good good pool casino but anyway yeah but that's that's what he reminds me of and so hearing this story i'm just like this is just great just fantastic um so not too much going to hockey like i said it's just starting up there's about 30 games left for each teams um Luckily for the, I'm going to talk about the Knights a little bit, just because that was the biggest fluctuation in thing where the Knights have dropped and they're almost out of playoff contention. And then the Seattle uh, uh, Kraken have really just bounced up. So again, kudos to Seattle, but the Knights, they are healthy. Um, Mark Stone had back surgery. It went successful, but he's out. And then they're expected to get Zach Whitecloud, one of their blue line defensemen back. And that means everybody would be back outside of Mark Stone. So they should have a surge here going towards the back half. Um, So we shall see with that. But for the most part, the last like 25 games, it's been pretty much the same standings. Everybody is winning and losing consistently with themselves. So there hasn't really been much change. The Hurricanes, though, they have been also just flying. Remember I told you before the season started, they were one of the cup favorites. Um, They are... They're still like nine points behind the Bruins or something like that, but they're they're really on a stride. They won't catch them. I just don't think anybody's going to be even close to catching them. Um, but the Hurricanes have established themselves as probably the second best team in the National Hockey League. So good on them for that. Um, yeah. So covered a couple stories on that. You know, pulled them out of my ass. So. <laughs> and now. Uh, we keep pulling out of your ass to talk about someone who always has Please. their own head up their ass. Up their which ass. Is Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. <laughs> we I have to, to talk get him about out of, Kyrie I, can't, I couldn't wait to get him out of my ass. Like, just... <laughs> I mean, he's been in there. He's been in there. But uh, so Kyrie Irving, obviously the big story coming out of the NBA, which we touched on on Friday's podcast, was Kyrie Irving randomly fucking out of the blue says, oh, "Oh, now I want to be traded because, of course, he does. Like eight days before the fucking. Dude, not even. It was like five days. Okay, five days. I think you're right. Five days before the trade deadline. It's fucking nuts. And this goes back to touching on what you talked about. Like, they could just say whatever they want and they get out of there. So continue. Well, because apparently the reason coming from his camp that he wanted out of the Nets is they wouldn't commit to a $40 million a year contract for him. A guy who always, uh, the the thing that is never talked about with Kyrie, obviously, you know, you have all the off the court stuff. The on the court stuff, when he's on the court, he's a phenomenal player. The issue is almost every season he misses half of it. So when he's on the court, he's a great player. Only problem is he's only on the court half the time because he also gets hurt. And then he also does the, oh, I need personal time away from the the team. And then he'll miss four games. And then it'll just be like, why did he miss four games? And then it'll come out like, oh, he was going to his friend's birthday party. Like just the type of person that Kyrie Irving is like, If your team, this is the Deshaun Watson thing. He's not as bad as Deshaun Watson. He's more of an annoyance than like a fucking probably criminal, which I think Deshaun Watson is. But Kyrie Irving, it's like the headaches that come into your head from just having to deal with him. Like he's this season, he's been a top 
10 player in the league. So he's been he's great. Good. Yeah. But all the stuff around him is just like the thing where you're just like, he's going to divide the locker room. He's going to. So he got traded to the Mavericks. The Mavericks uh, kind of gave up nothing to get him. They gave up a couple picks, a couple defensive like role players that actually the Nets actually came out of this deal looking pretty good because now it's going to be the Nets are going to be KD's team if he doesn't get traded. It's going to be KD's team with like kind of a good group of players. So they might actually be able to go on a run here. But the West now. I'd agree. We've been talking about it all uh, season long where how the West is just wide fucking open. Like the East, remember we've said there's five teams and that hasn't changed. It's still pretty much the same five teams now with Kyrie off the Nets. I actually think this makes the Nets better. So I feel like it's a solid five with kind of like the Heat, the Knicks, the Hawks kind of mulling around there, but I don't really think they're a threat to win the East. So the East, we have Celtics at uh, top, then Bucks, Sixers, Cavaliers, Nets. Obviously, Nets, we're going to see what they are, like I just said, without them. Uh, Cavaliers started off hot, kind of fell back when Donovan Mitchell got hurt, and now they're kind of surging again. The Sixers, I mean, my team is probably the best story so far in the NBA, uh, where they started 0-3, and then it was like, oh my God, what the fuck's going on with the Sixers team? And now they've surged back to, at one point, I think last week, they were second in the East, and now they lost a couple games. They lost a heartbreaker on, I think it was Sunday, to the Knicks, where I watched that whole game. They were leading for the entire game until all of a sudden, and the announcers... Again, the announcer fucking jinx, where the announcers are just like, oh my God, we're going that. into the fourth I just, quarter. Just shut up and just talk uh, about the game. Tell me about yeah. the Don't. Ugh, well, they, they the were jinx. going into like the last three minutes of the fourth quarter, and they were like, oh, James Harden, this uh, Philly offense, they have t- only turned the ball over twice. And they're like, so good on field goal pers- and just like, talking about how great the team's playing almost immediately the Sixers turn the ball over like seven times in like 10 possessions and then the Knicks come roaring back it was in the garden so the place also broke out in a uh uh Eagles chant because they were playing the Sixers so that was cool but then they lose to the Knicks Knicks are not good but they're not bad they're at seven so it's a game that they shouldn't have lost with how they played, but uh, you know it's not like they're losing to the fucking Pistons. But anyways, the Bucks and That's Celtics are <laughs> the Bucks and Celtics are the two best teams. Clearly, I think Sixers have clearly cemented themselves as the third best team. But when it comes to the West, I mean, the Nuggets are at are at number one. Jokic is having you know fucking crazy good season, but. Then it comes down to Grizzlies, Kings, Clippers, Mavericks, Suns, Warriors, Timberwolves, Pelicans, Jazz, Trailblazers, Thunder, Lakers. All those teams are half literally those teams within I forget like, that are half the half of those teams I forget they're literally teams. I know. And all these teams that I just mentioned from the third spot till the 13th spot, there's literally five games that separate them. Like 
ha- to be this close this far into the season, it's fucking unremarkable. So that's why the Mavericks current are remarkable. It, it, no, it is remarkable. Yeah. So thank you, Casino. So the Mavericks right here. That's what I at do. They five. want people want to hear me. So I'm just going to interrupt you now. <laughs> but the Mavericks <laughs> sitting at <laughs> five, <laughs> uh, 29 and 26. This is the issue. So Kyrie Irving, top 10 player in the league. Luca is arguably the number one player in this league. Maybe number two with maybe Giannis and Jokic like right there. But I think Luca for most of this season has been the number one pick. The issue is both him and Kyrie both like to play iso ball, right? Which means they get the ball. The entire offense runs through them, and then they either drive to the paint or shoot a jump shot, right? So this season for NBA ranks, right, the ISO rate, which is just one-on-one, I have the basketball, I'm going to control the offense. Luka is third in the league in ISO rate, and Kyrie Irving is eighth. So that means you have two in the top 10 players of I need the ball in my hands to run the offense. I want to run. So there's one ball and one offense. Who's there's going to get a point in this season. There's going to be 10 games where you're like, Oh my God, both Kyrie and Luca both put up 25 points, both put up 30 points. Maybe there's a one where like, Oh my God, Luca scored 40 and Kyrie scored 32. Right. There's going to be a stretch of games where each of them just go off and it's like, this is working. This is crazy. But then there's also going to be those fucking games where it's just like Luca went off and Kyrie didn't. And now Kyrie looks pissed or he says something about it. Like this Maverick situation, can it work for the rest of the season? Probably. But what happens when you get to the playoffs? What happens in the offseason? I don't know. So this Kyrie trade, I mean, I'm glad my team didn't trade for him. I want Kyrie nowhere near my my team. Nobody I think he's does. just a cancerous presence. Well, I mean, apparently I, again, I'm not I'm not huge on NBA, but like with the Celtics, I was oh my gosh, I was just <laughs> relieved when he left. Yeah. And no, apparently, I'm not even a big NBA fan. So well, apparently the two uh, teams that were fighting it out for Kyrie were the Mavericks and the Lakers, which everybody kind of figured those would be the only two teams in contention. So if it doesn't work out with the Mavericks, he can obviously go to the Lakers next season. But if he blows it up at Mavericks and Lakers, I don't think there's another option for him unless he wants to go to the Pistons or like a bottom tier team just to sell tickets. But, like, I think if he can't work it out with the Mavericks or the Lakers, like, his chances of winning are done. Now, the last NBA topic, the obviously the trade deadline uh, ends on Thursday. Tonight, the Lakers go to the Thunder. LeBron James, I believe, is 36. I want to say 36 points away. I think it was 36 or 37. He's going to hit it. So, he is... 37 points away from the all-time record, which means he would obviously have to score 38 points. No, I think it's 36. I should have, again, we're going by the seat of our pants. I should have pulled this up. Just call it what it is. Close to it. He should hit it. Scoring, let's see. Uh, 
Casino, fill time for me. Fill time. Yeah. Uh, time is a rhyme <laughs> with slime. <laughs> oh, also, Casino, we oh, are we, uh, we should announce it on the podcast. We're going to be watching the Super Bowl together. Yes, yes, we will. Um, 100%. Uh, BJ will also be getting on the Twitter and tweeting things to all you twatters. I I don't know. Yes. Uh, he's so he is thirty six points. There so it is. We should have just done with that. I told you. I told you he was thirty six. I know. <laughs> so what I'm he's thirty six points. I was getting confused because he's thirty six from the record, thirty seven to break it. Right. So he needs thirty six to tie the record tonight. Thirty seven to break it. I don't think he does it tonight. I think he does it Thursday. I do think tonight they're playing the. The Thunder, and then I believe... Oh, I just had it up. It is... So they're playing the... Filler, filler, I'm filling out here. Filler. Let's see. And then on Thursday, they play the Bucks. So I think he would much rather do it against the Bucks in LA than against the Thunder. And I believe the game tonight is uh, in LA anyway. So this is that stretch where he has that... Uh, all the games in LA. So I feel like that's a home record, right? That you want to be broken where Kareem broke it, which is in, uh, which is on the Lakers. So yeah, it'll be a cool moment. I mean, I think it's one of those things that'll never yeah, be stop, broken they'll, again. They'll stop, they'll stop the game for like 30 years. <laughs> yeah. And they'll do this celebration. It'll be a cool moment. It'll be a cool moment to see. But also, Now, officially, last thing I want to talk about in the NBA is there is rumors out there. Not only Thursday could the all-time record be broken, but Thursday is also the end of the trade deadline. The last big domino to fall apparently is Kevin Durant. Now, there are rumors that he could be traded to one of three teams. Your Boston Celtics, he could be, it could be a Jalen Brown uh, and picks for Kyrie or for, uh, Durant and picks kind of situation, maybe a couple bench guys, blah, blah, blah. Or there is the Phoenix Suns where they might move Chris Paul and a couple people so he can play with Devin Booker, which that would be crazy if both the net all-stars go to the West and then it becomes Kyrie's Mavericks battling Durant's Suns where they both have an all-star now. That would I would actually really like to see. I've always liked the sun. So, and CP three, I feel like he's had his last good season this season. He looks kind of like father time caught up to him. The last option casino would be that this would probably be my least interesting because I think with the Celtics, it'd be really interesting. I think with the Suns would be my most uh, like that. I want to see the least I want to see, but it would kind of be cool would be if he goes back to the golden state warriors to reunite with Steve Kerr and uh, Curry. But I think with Curry uh, being hurt, I believe he got hurt in Friday's game. I think he twisted his ankle or something again, where he's going to miss a couple weeks. I think that takes them I don't think him and Westbrook would do well together again. Well, no, Westbrook is on the Lakers. That's what I mean. Yeah, he's not. I don't think he'll go to the Lakers. (laughs) But uh, no, I, I I, I was on delay. I was on delay. 
So I think the three best, I think the three real options for Kevin Durant, I think the most likely one is he stays with the Nets and just kind of plays it out. I think the second best one would probably be to go to the Suns and then third would be the Celtics. So we'll see. A lot can happen in Thursday. If anything does, we'll talk about it on next episode where we're also going to be breaking down all the Super Bowl things. Uh, I'll send you a list uh, casino of all the Super Bowl stuff I want to talk about because I have a bunch yeah. of shit. Sorry, uh, I, keep looking, I keep looking out the window because I told the wife I was going to do this earlier in the day and not yeah. later in the day. Well, we're so. finishing up right now. Shorter show than usual, but that's also because, like we said, we're just flying by the seat of our pants here. Uh, casino, before we get out of here, what is your excitement level for this Super Bowl? Because... Uh, you know, like just like as somebody who doesn't have their team in this Super Bowl, like, you know, there's certain games where you're like, oh, it's just a really good game I want to see, even if it doesn't have my team in it. I'm what excited are, for this your- one. This, this this one's up there for non-Patriot Super Bowl entries um, for a couple reasons. Uh, let's get the obvious one out of the way. You're my co-host. You're my friend. I want to see you cry. I mean, I see you cry all the time. <laughs> um yeah i i mean he you you cry at everything i do uh but i I love it because it's sincere um (laughs) but i want to see that um plus i also want the chiefs to lose really bad because i wanted the Bengals to be in there and i didn't like how that game ended um so i i kind of want to see them get destroyed um and then also, you know, this would be the first Super Bowl that we've done our podcast with. And so I'm kind of excited True. for that. And uh, um, 95% I will be at that bar with you. Um, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, obviously, it's my we team. Have our friend, so we have our friend's uh, bachelor party on Saturday night. The night and before. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. Long weekend. Long Long weekend, weekend. but also I'm obviously excited because it's my team. I'm as excited as I am nervous, but also they had their media day yesterday, which we'll get more into uh, a next episode. But the thing I wanted to touch about that is nothing really coming out where Eagles and chiefs are going at each other. The chiefs players are still going at the Bengals players and the Eagles and 49ers players are still going at each other. I've never seen a Super Bowl media day where almost all the bulletin board material is for the team you beat the week before for like both teams. It's really fucking weird. Like it's yeah. literally both sides. The, the only they thing add- that they, one of the only things I've seen like where it's team versus team is it's the Kelsey brothers going against each other. Yeah. But that's not even like, it's not even like there's nothing juicy so far. Like Slay. Yeah, Darius Slay said something that they're trying to make into a story that's not like catching on. But again, the thing he said was like hurting the 49ers quarterback. So it's not, it's, he's still the one thing that came out of media day that was like, oh, was still about the 49ers. And then Chris Jones of the Chiefs said his favorite quarterback to sack was Joe Burrow of the Bengals, like no question. And he kind of said it in a dick way. So it's like, I've never seen this before. It's really interesting. The Chiefs and Eagles players all seem like they get along great and they're just excited to be there. But they both seem like 
they fucking hate the 49ers and Bengals, which is going to be real interesting next year. But as for the Super Bowl, yeah, we'll talk about it on next episode. Uh, this has been the Only Sports Podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino. Uh, yeah, Casino, anything to say before we head out of here? Um, oh, I'm wearing this. Wearing it again. <laughs> I'd probably say half of our episodes now are me wearing this. It's yeah, so fucking that's okay. comfortable. This is my it's favorite so shirt, and I wear it all the time. So I've never seen you wear shirts. that once in your life. I love it. I love it. I've uh, seen you in that color, but I never. I don't know. It brings out know. your eyes. It brings out your brown eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and on that creepy note, we will end it there. All right. Adios, Casino. We'll see you next episode where we talk Super Bowl. Super Bowl. All right. Adios. Bye.